Hi, I'm Judy Carter, and this is the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how you creative people can make a living doing what you love doing, whatever that may be. I'm here with my buddy, Jason. Hello, hello. And we are talking about, I think in, in, in this one, it's about getting out of your own way. Yeah, the negativity, the outside influences that make you not live your purpose. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't know anything about that. No, no. not at all. No, no one has an inner critic. Well, you know, that's the weird thing is, is that um, people look at me and I've, you know, as a stand-up comic, I've gotten out there every night. I've been heckled as a, as a speaker. I have been, um, you know, in front of huge audiences and people don't understand that I go through hell to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not successful because I don't have an inner voice telling me that I'm a worthless person. <laughs> I do it in spite of that voice telling me that I'm a piece of shit, mm-hmm. you know? And because we all have a lot of baggage from the past. And I, I like to discuss that today and, and talk about how those critical voices get in the way of us doing what we're meant to do, what we want to do, whether it's getting out and uh, getting on stage, mm-hmm. writing that book, getting your ideas out there at a meeting, Mm -hmm. um, standing up to people, whatever that is for you um, to express yourself in a creative way. Um, How do we do it when we have an inner voice bringing us down? Okay, well, let's talk about where that inner voice comes from first, you know, because, you know, everybody has that inner critic. They have that thing that says you're going to fail. You're not worth it. You know, some are much louder than others. So where where does that that evil little voice cultivate? Where does it grow from? Well, it all comes from things that we are told as children, because when we're children, we're extremely vulnerable. And when somebody tells you um, you're, you're fat or you don't look right or you're not acting right or it just or you're, you're dumb, you're or, dumb you're, yeah. or you're stupid, <clears throat> that was my grandfather's word for me. You stupid girl. You're such a stupid girl. And um, I thought I was stupid. I really took that insight in, in, in myself. And then I... But then I found a workaround because I remember watching Lucille Ball, who was like, I love Lucy, and she's kind of dumb. And then, um, uh, 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 what was it, Gracie Allen, who played this kind of flaky character, and I went, oh, I could be dumb and funny. Okay, so I found a workaround with that, right? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I was actually 32 when I started to write and met somebody who told me, you know you're smart and I go no I'm not I'm not smart I'm stupid Mm -hmm. I'm stupid and it was such an eye-opener to find out that I am I'm I I am smart (laughs) you know that that was such an eye-opener I can I I can write a book Mm -hmm. I can write many books oh people want to know my opinion and and I feel like 
this podcast is actually a part of my healing. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, well, I have looked over my life and I have done things that have earned me um, a success in term. I'm not a household name, but I have been able to buy my own house doing what I love. So I went, well, what did I do? And how can I communicate that to others? So our mess, what I call a mess, um, is from childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, I was always told I was fat. And I looked at pictures of myself when I was 10. I went, I'm I'm not fat. (laughs) I I think my mother was giving me messages as a fetus going, you are chubby. You're so heavy to carry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I... And um, so we all have this. Mm. We all have negative voices in our head. Um, and, and in this podcast, I, I want to talk about how to, how to get past them mm-hmm. um, and, and what to do with them. And, and because oh, life passes very quickly, we got to get out of our own ways. So we could do and present ourselves in the world on purpose, what we were meant to, you know, why we're here. So what is, you would say, the, the fundamental problem of listening to that inner critic? Because I know some folks might say, well, you know, sometimes the voice in my head, I think it's my gut instinct telling me this is wrong or this is bad versus, you know, someone listening to their inner critic and becoming frozen and not taking any action. Yeah. So, so what is, you know, what is, what, what's the fundamental problem of listening to that voice and discerning when it's there to help you and when it's there, when it's actually hindering you. Well, I had a time of my life um, where it was rampant, where the voice was, we all throw, go through phases in our life where the critic inside of us is sometimes yelling and sometimes mm-hmm. it's kind of soft and we have a respite from the endless tirade of, uh, of telling us that, we're not worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when it's very loud, you can hit a very bad depression, which I did hit, um, where I was finding um, very difficult to perform. Um, I, and, and here I was talking about the power of humor and having to get on stage uh, and with people paying a, a lot of money and talk about you know positivity and while and this was the worst it ever was where I was actually on stage and after every word bullshit bullshit that's the voice in your head voice in my head where I'm going you know and we all have the power to combat negativity yeah right uh uh-huh like you have the power uh uh-huh right you know and the voice was while I was on stage yeah you've been paid to do this speech oh gosh and it's and it's still there oh it was really awful because the agent who booked me was in the room at that point, mm-hmm. was in the room. So it was like all eyes on me. The person who booked me, the CEO was there, and I was struggling under a bad depression. I mean, I remember leaving the room of the hotel, and the housekeeper um, was in the hallway, and I went, oh, she can tell I'm depressed. She knows. Oh, okay. She knows. She knows you're a fraud. Um, I think, it almost sounds like a little level of paranoia almost as well that's just kind of yeah. hammering and chipping away. I call him Mr. D, you know, Mr. Okay. Downer, Mr. Depression. Um, mm-hmm. And I wrote a blog about it during – no, I wrote the blog after I went through it. Um, and 
I'll, I'll tell you, um, that was three years ago, and it hasn't come back. So I'll relay, uh, I'll relay what happened to me um, at that point, and maybe this is helpful for others, and this is why I suggest it does come from childhood, although I am not a therapist, yeah. <laughs> but I've been to so much therapy, I might as well be, be one. But um, what happened was, here was the voice um, at night, in the middle of the night, um, talking, waking me up, um, negativity, negativity, and I, I didn't want to go on antidepressants, and so I um, went, let me try a month just to get over this, and I tried jogging, it was very hard to jog, it was heavyweight, and, I, and, and this happened, I was jogging, I had my dog with me, a little dog, he was like, weighed about 10 pounds, and he was on one of those extender leashes, and there's a man in my neighborhood who we call Angry Man. Okay. And every time you pass, you're doing something wrong, and he just yells at you. Mm. And this time, when I passed him, his leg got tangled in the leash, and he started, God damn you! God! And he just yelled at me, yelled at me. My little 10-pound dog got twined, right? Mm. Untwined really quickly, but he yelled at me, and I just went into, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, like a little girl. Mm. And then I started, I continued jogging. I came to an alley, and I just collapsed, and I started to sob. And I put my arms around myself, and I had this image of being at the dinner table, and my father, who was pretty much a brutal man, um, I had knocked over milk, and he said, all right, you're sorry. Yeah, you're sorry. And he, goddamn, and then something different happened. I started to cry, so I started to feel this pain that happened in the past. I put my arms around myself, and another voice emerged. And this is key. This is absolute key, because I'm telling you all, you all have this part of you. Every person has this part of you. It's love. It's self-love. And I put my arms around me, and, and I said to myself, you're going to be okay. And I held myself. I actually sat there holding myself, crying in, a, in an alley. You would think, I'm not going to be okay, but there I am, and I'm holding myself. I got up, and I continued the jog, but it was different because this other voice emerged. And then I saw the man coming around, because we I was jogging around a golf course, he was coming the other way, and I went, oh, I better change direction. Mm -hmm. And I went, no, because I had this other voice. And I said to him, hi, have a good day. <laughs> and then I felt his hatred and negativity. And I was very clear that it was his. And I actually had empathy for him. Like, that wasn't me, mm -hmm. right? It was him. And it triggered something in me, but now I had this other voice. But that's when I realized that we all have an inner heckler. And when you're a comic, you, can, you don't let a heckler have the final word. So uh -huh. when I'd go in my closet and and my pants would skinny pants the skinny portion of my closet <laughs> would go you'll never fit in this again you'll never fit in us again I said oh why would I want to you're four years old and I no longer wear bell bottoms you're ugly <laughs> right so 
I stopped, I created another voice, and the inner voice became a heckler that as a comic, I could squash down. So I never let it have the final word, right? I just mm. don't. I, I, I always have a comeback to it, and I win. So maybe in my childhood I lost, but now I win. And now I teach my students that you can't spell a message without the four, first four letters without a mess. And then this experience of depression became a TEDx talk. This became um, uh, 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 something that I'm teaching right now. Mm. So we all have to go through this to find our purpose, that negativity, that score. And, and it's going to be there. I can't get rid of my critic. But sometimes it's funny, and sometimes I use it to come up with funny stuff. Mm -hmm. So I hope this wasn't too long-winded, was it? No, was it? no. Was I, it? <laughs> I'm going to ask you more questions about it. So, <laughs> I mean, because you talked about Mr. D. Okay? Right. So who's this other voice? This other voice is a voice that we all... It's a survival voice. It's something that we all have that I don't believe that we could be on this earth without it. It's the way that children who don't even have parents can survive. Mm -hmm. And it's a, a voice of strength of love. And it's a love inside yourself and you can make it up because it's all about not letting any negative voice inside you have the final word. People, people say like, well, just don't think that way. That's impossible. Anybody who has a, a strong critical voice inside them knows that. Mm -hmm. But you can dialogue with that voice. You can ask that voice questions. Oh, you say I'm stupid. Really? I don't think they give a TED Talk to stupid people. So wow, how are you going to answer that? And then they're shut up and then they're they're quiet. You know, I was coaching someone just yesterday and uh she uh we're trying to find her message and she kept going like, um, well that's not gonna work. Well that's stupid. And I said to her, I said, um, can I have Shirley's critic uh leave for a minute so I could just talk to Shirley on herself? <laughs> she, just, she just saw her eyes light up like what i said yes i need the critic to leave right now because the critic doesn't work when we're in the creative session and the critic can come back um to critique like after it's written but right now i don't think the critic has a place here so can you ask the critic to leave and she did and then the juices flew Oh, okay. She was funny. She was engaging. She was smart. But with a the critic there, it was like she was this scared person, stuck, constipated, you know, mm -hmm. uh, suffocating. Mm -hmm. But once you just say go, you cannot be creative and be on purpose. Well, I don't want to say that. You can be creative and on purpose when you have a critic if you engage in it. Like, let the critic happen and don't let it have the final word. And, and you're also sort of, uh, you know, giving strength, giving power, giving some volume to that other voice, you know, because the inner critic can get very loud and drown out the rest of the room. But if you have that other voice, you know, you have to turn up the volume on them and let them be even louder than, than Mr. D, as you say. Uh, what would be a good assignment? What if someone uh, who has, who struggles with 
I love calling him Mr. D. That's a great who struggles with that inner critic. How do they how do they create a plan of attack in dealing with? Okay, step number one. It's not you. That voice is not you. That was my first thing to know that that voice that I gave so much power in my life was a voice of the past. And if we um, let it have the final word, uh, we will create relationships, bosses, whether they be bosses, whether it be your significant other, with the same voice. Because we believe it's real. And then we find it in life. So what you want to do is, is go, that voice is not you. That voice voice does does not necessarily have the final say or the power develop that voice and it's going to be weak at first you have to have a comeback to that voice whether you say that's not true that's a lie you're full of shit (laughs) you know whatever it is doesn't have to be funny i mean then it can be funny and then all of a sudden those are the funny lines you put in your stand-up act. Yeah. Maybe this dialogue is something you put in a story. You know, maybe it becomes part of a podcast that you do mm-hmm. and your story. But your interactions with your that inner voice of negative, it, it, that voice is not you. It, it's a lie. It's not true. It's not. Mm-hmm. And the more value we give it, the more it, it dominates our lives. So how do we... We we've established that the the inner critic is not is not you. It's not you. It's a separate thing. It's a voice from the past that's commenting on the now. How do we give strength to the voice of love, the voice of self love, the voice of survival? Well, good good question because a lot of people don't have that. You okay. know, we don't have that. We assume that that you know we are stupid. We are you know we'll never be have money. We'll never be this. We're downwardly mobile. Whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, just fake it until you make it. Okay. Say something back to it. Just start that way. And you might feel weird, but you know what? You no longer need to feel weird weird talking to yourself out loud because everybody will just assume you're on your phone. And, you know, with, I, you know, the, you know, air, AirPods that people yeah. wear. Um, everybody's talking themselves. Nobody looks weird anymore because I used to look really weird practicing my stand-up set and talking out loud. Mm. But now uh, you just can say it out loud. Nobody, nobody will pay you any attention. So it doesn't anyway. matter if you're on the train, if you're on. Doesn't an matter. You're in line go, at the DMV. Not true. You're lying. Yeah. Yeah, and no one's going to look the other way. No one will look. You're in a conversation. <laughs> yeah, you're having a fight with somebody. Fight with that person. Yep. Don't let it take you over. Excellent. So uh, before we wrap up, I want to talk about something that we left off with at the previous episode. Uh. The success is defined. So we might be going off track, but I want this answer because I was intrigued by it. Uh, I'm going to just let you take it because you said it the best. Okay. About the closet. Yeah, you know, everybody's saying come out of the closet. No, come into your closet. Go into your closet. (laughs) Okay. Your closet will tell you where you're at in your life. All right? Okay. So you want to live a purposeful life? Get You got to get rid of baggage, and that baggage is in your closet. So mm-hmm. what you need to do is go into your closet and throw out everything that's not you. Mm-hmm. Throw it all out. Get it all organized. Get it all streamlined. 
because you can't add more to your life until you can get rid of some of the past. So we were ta- we've been talking about getting rid of the negative voices of the past. It starts with your closet. The biggest way you can change your life is to control what you already have. Mm-hmm. And what you already have, it's a, if it's a mess, it's going to express itself in your life. So get rid of everything you have in your closet that is not you, that doesn't fit. You know, people keep going like, especially women, is I'm going to, you know, eventually fit into these pants. <laughs> well, if you can, if you lose weight and you can eventually fit into your size six pants, you know, you can afford a new pair of pants. <laughs> why do you want to wear, you know, why do you want to wear those pants? You don't, you know, get rid of them. Just get rid. And if you only end up with three pairs of pants, three shirts, that's great. Because nature abhors a vacuum. So, so, so you can't have, you can't bring more into your life until you can get rid of what you already have. And we watch this on all those shows like Hoarders, things like that. Um, Create more opportunity in your life by letting go go of what's not you and when you get up in the morning the first thing you see is like preparing for the day in your closet and it's clean and organized you're starting to feel like a successful person living on purpose leave room in your life for new opportunities and that's new shoes new clothes to come in I'm not saying to go and buy them I'm just saying Clean it up, get rid of it, and see what happens. Excellent. I think that's a great place to to stop right there. So thank you very much for listening. And uh, yeah, clean that closet. If you would like to learn more about turning your purpose into a career, go to themessageofyou.com where I'll give you free access to my online course. Click the button in the top banner when you get there. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, then go to judycarter.com. Thanks for listening, and let's find your message and launch your career.